Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are, even at work, and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence and learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive, even at work. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. I'm thrilled to kick off my radio show, which is an outgrowth of my popular LinkedIn series of 90-second Say It Skillfully videos. This format is designed to deepen your learning. We'll provide real-time dialogue to better equip you to skillfully navigate your interactions with yourself and with others. Anyone can call in and share with me a situation or conversation and I'll help you to say it more skillfully. Over my career, I learned a great deal by listening to my bosses and seeing exactly how their conversations went. Many folks don't have that opportunity in their workplace, so my show is intended to provide this valuable learning experience. With that, I welcome now our caller, Rob, from New Mexico. Super to have you on the show, Rob. What uh, situation or conversation is on your mind today? Hey Molly, it's nice to nice to talk to you. Thanks so much for taking the call and and giving your coaching. I sure appreciate it. Um, the often oftentimes I'm uh, you know in a meeting uh, and and I really like my team. I've got a great team, but when I put forth a suggestion or an idea, uh, oftentimes the the people my team members will just say. Uh, think in their minds, oh, this is a directive, and they'll go off and do it, and they don't give their own their own perspective, and they don't give they don't really give everything that uh, would really help because that's that's what I'm trying to do is, is give a suggestion and and get people's feedback, not just yes sir, we'll <laughs> go do it. So I wanted to get your perspective on that and how uh, how to involve the people more so that they don't just think that it's a it's a directive and that they go and just do what they're told <laughs> it's really important to to have them be considered and, and be team members not just yes sir i'll go do it what's your thoughts got it i love it thank you for raising this because this happens so much for leaders it comes up a lot uh, with folks i work with let me ask, have you approached this with your team before, right? You've noticed this and you've mentioned it to them. Just help me with where they are and you are with bringing this up together. Uh, no, we've had a, had a lot of uh, a, a lot of transition in our team. and I haven't really brought it up to the team. It's just something I've noticed recently. So um, it's, it's something I'd like to address with them, uh, but I haven't addressed it yet. Thanks. Thanks. That's great. That's some helpful context for me. So, you know, I can just feel your great energy and you authentically really want them to chime in. So you could start by creating the shared reality. You know, team, I've noticed something in the last however long it's been. And I think that I'm giving you just an idea, just to be directionally correct or just to start your, your brains going. And then I, f I feel that sometimes you take that as just go do it. <laughs> yes, sir, Rob. And leave it at that. You know, is anyone else noticing that? And that just gives a chance for everyone and just go around the room, you know, 
and, and see what people say. Sometimes it, it may be intimidating. They think, oh, no, what do we say? Because look at on a scale of one to 10, when I offer a suggestion, I'm just curious, how much do you think it's a suggestion, right, which is a 10, it's really a suggestion, versus he's just faking it, he wants us to do it, which is a one, right? <laughs> so add some lightness. You're very, there's no judging. You're, you're very curious, open eyes about this. So that just starts to bubble up the topic right and see where they're at uh -huh. and that it may that may self-solve and they may and, and just say look at i'm just curious is there something that i'm doing that signals to you like how am i part of the problem and they may say something and then okay so i got it so i really like i'm not kidding when i give a suggestion i'm really going to give a suggestion i'm going to go overboard to make sure that you know that it's a suggestion and you look at them in the eye and they're like okay great and so this is the deal if you come back to me and just did what I told you to do, you know, look at them like, what do you think I'm going to think? <laughs> and have them just yeah. appreciate, you know, here, I've got great minds. I'm, we're, you know, compensated here. I'm paying it to really think and God help us if you're looking for me to solve some of these issues where you're much closer to it. How's I like that, that a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think you're, you're absolutely right. The key really is is bringing it up and bringing it up in the right way, uh, as you say, and being able to to develop those relationships with your team members so that you're able to to bring it up without having without them uh, feeling awkward about it. So no, I really like that. I really like that perspective for sure. That sounds great. So I um, will also offer that. You can let them know, look at, I own it. I needed to really make this clear. So I have, and then just turn it around. So in the future, I'm going to really reinforce this suggestion, but you know, next time it's on all of us. And so just to be clear, right? I, I don't ever want to hear in a meeting, Rob, think, Rob wants us to do that, right? So if you catch each other saying that, and I understand that might happen, I want you to call yourself on it. You know, start to think about the situations where there might be pressure for them to think like, well, Rob wants us to do it and, and call them out on that and let them know that that's actually going to be on them. Right. And, and then the, the last thing is just saying, Hey, what else can I do? And it's a chance for that's you to see really on your team. And, yeah. Who can step up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. I, I, I like that a lot because uh, if you take some ownership then that's going to help a lot as well. Yeah. Ownership of the, that might be the problem is, is, is how, how I've approached it in the past. So definitely. I appreciate your openness to that. Anything else on your mind, Rob? Um, yeah. One of the other things I, I was thinking about just in, in, before I called was, you know, yesterday I was in a meeting that was just, um, I could just shoot myself because, yeah, you know, I just blurt without even thinking in advance. I just blurted out, uh, you know, some some problems that we've been having, and and it just wasn't well thought through, and it really put my foot in my mouth. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know there's ways of you know thinking of things in advance, and everything, but but sometimes you get excited and you get you just end up putting your foot in your mouth. What are ways of of avoiding that that behavior and making sure that you do as you say say it skillfully <laughs> great you're just proving to us rob that you're human like all of us so um you know especially when you start to feel it if there's an internal conversation i call it the, you know being good relationship with ourselves 
So knowing yourself, you know, I'll start to lean forward. I might tense up my shoulders and start to notice yourself, like what's going on within. And, you know, while the conversations are going, the ability to just take some deep breaths, center, and not let some of the emotional, which is totally normal, right? But to not let the emotional state take advantage of you. And then to really think about, okay, I'm good here. And the next thing is, what is it like for these other people? And that notion of being empathetic, assuming positive intent, you know, that at least any adversarial sort of feeling will tend to dissipate if you start to appreciate, wow, you know, they maybe they didn't know. Maybe someone's having a really hard day, right? So just to introduce the human emotions, um, compassion, right? Empathy. So that's a way to just hopefully minimize it. Now, it happens, okay? So we blurt it out. And, you know, I always encourage leaders especially just to maintain lightness and some level of playfulness. And just, you can make a crazy sound. You can be like, you put your hands over your eyes, you know, and just say, I cannot believe I just said that. I, I'm going to do a rewind. Can I just rewind and restart? You can do you know, how the movies are. They have the clicker thing, you know, next take. So, and, you know, just like, you know, I'm, I'm human. Apologies. I didn't think that through. Think that through. Rewind and start over. Don't grovel forever. Just give it an honest, I'm sorry, that was not as sensitive as I would have liked. Clear the throat. Redo and just move forward. How's that land? That sounds good. Uh, I, I like one of the comments you made right at the very first about how you put yourself in the position of the others around the table. And if you look at it from that perspective, I, I think that will help a lot if I, if I keep that in mind of, you know, what are they thinking? Uh, what are the, you know, how will this affect them if I say this? That's, I think that's a key. That's definitely part of it. That's great. That's a great top takeaway. I think it's often... You know, in business, we're like the task, the answer, you know, what are we doing? Um, and if we take, pay attention to the interpersonal dynamics and the others, that task part gets a lot easier. Gets a lot easier. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Any other top takeaways or anything you want to share, Rob? Uh, no, you've covered everything really well. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Please let me know how it goes. I'm here for you if you want to loop back because I'm interested to, to hear how it goes. And I really appreciate you joining me on Say It Skillfully. And uh, thank you, Rob, for being part of the solution. Okay. Thank you, Molly. Take care. Appreciate it. I welcome our caller, Tammy from Texas. Super to have you on the show, hey. Tammy. What situation hey, Molly, conversation? <laughs> Great. What situation or conversation may I help you with? Well... I'm calling in today because I've had a long career in retail and mostly with high-end clients. Um, I work with a family member who sent me a really hateful email due to um, their disappointment in our company's performance over the last couple of months. Um, he asked me to respond to the email, which I did. I haven't heard back from him in two weeks. And so, I, you know, I love my job. I love what I do. But I feel like something needs to be said. And you're the 
master of <laughs> saying it skillfully. So I guess I just want to kind of pick your brain and see how you would handle this scenario. I appreciate that. The family and work dynamic is a tricky one, right? Because you're, you may not be in the same workplace, but you're always going to be related. Um, so it sounds like, you know, he um, had some, hateful is a pretty strong word, Tammy. So I guess my question is, does that sort of thing happen uh, with him? I just kind of want to understand if that's a pattern for him. You know, he, um, it, it comes and goes. He definitely does um, have a strong um, vocabulary. Okay. <laughs> and sometimes I understand. He, and, and, and sometimes when he says things, he really doesn't think about how it's coming out. And, you know, I've seen this happen not just with me, but with other people that work in the organization. So it's not just me that it's happening to, but because I am related, I feel like I'm probably the best person to push back and have that conversation with him. Well, so I appreciate, one, you're willing to be part of the solution, which is awesome, and that it sounds like he does understand that that's going on, so it's not as if he's not aware. So that's just great that that's the case. And I guess, you know, you, you sound like you're very metered about it. If you could let me know, when you first got the email, how were you feeling? Well, when I first got the email um, and I was reading through it, <laughs> it really made me mad. I thought that I felt like he was putting everything off on me and um, I had to, you know, I, ha- I had to wait to respond and I had to really think about how I was going to respond to him and, you know, respond in a manner that was um, that was um, professional, yet let him know that I felt he was out of line. Yeah, that's super. That's super. And I just share that for our listeners because when we're hot off the handle, it's not a great time to respond. So kudos to you to get in good relationship with yourself first before working on it. So hearing this, you know, if, if he's gone, and I, I want to help um, – you, because I think you're very compassionate with your brother, he's a family member, but even if it's a worker, fellow worker, you know, he, he's waited two weeks and hasn't gotten back to you, right? He demanded to have you respond, and then he didn't reply. And so we don't know this is true, but it sounds like he he feels bad. He need, he knows he didn't do something that was appropriate, right? And so we don't want to, like, hang it over at him. Um, so we can kind of let that go. We're not trying to prove, wow, you were really off, you know, really wrong and you know, slap him. Right. So I guess my question is at this point, right. He's kind of like, he's got his tail through his legs. He knows he wasn't supposed to do the right thing. I heard you say you wanted to do something so you could help other people. So what, what would you like to have happen? Just getting clear on your own intention. You know, I guess if I, because I've been in retail myself and, and I've been the boss. So I've been in that position and I guess I feel like, you know, just even owning it, you know, being able to say, hey, I was having a really bad week or a bad month or a bad whatever. And I realized that when I blasted that email or, you know, some bosses might say it in person, 
um, I was wrong. And I feel like we need to learn to be able to have conversations as, as a boss, as well as, as a employee, um, without it, you know, coming to a point where if your boss treats you that way and you go talk to them, you obviously don't want to put your job in jeopardy, but nobody should be talked to that way. And I feel like there's, there needs to be a way, um, to talk to your boss, you know, to say it skillfully to where they understand that what they did was wrong and you don't appreciate it, but you're not putting them down by telling them that. Great. Great. So I see here, you're really clear on your intention, which is awesome. So we've talked on the uh, LinkedIn series about the meta skills. So it is about the energy you exude. And what I'm hearing is you want to, you know, do the right thing for the whole organization, right? So you want to really be in service to your brother. And so, you know, exactly. you might, right. You want to loop back and say, Hey, you know, I'm always going to love you. You're my brother. And, um, I'm saying this because I think it's the right thing for you, for me, and for the whole organization, right? So it's not about I'm trying to make me or you better, but you're just kind of putting forth your intention. And I much I sound like, well, I, I sense that you went off the handle a bit, and, and you've told me that he, he's done that before. And um, then I replied, as you suggested, and then it was two weeks, right? And, so, and just kind of have him nod, like, okay, I got it, right? And so, you know, what I would ask is, like I think you would want any of us in the organization, is just to own it, right? And, and the chance for an That's- apology and to own it is the culture. And then, you know, you just look, let him, look at him in the eye and, and see what he says, right? And that's, you know, it's a real point of vulnerability for a lot of leaders, Tammy, because they're like, oh, we made mistakes. Like everybody makes mistakes, right? Gary Ridge in our last video calls them learning moments. And so if you can kind of be mm-hmm. one to, to put that forth for him um, in an open hearted kind of way, you know, that's a way that you might say, and maybe in the future, you can tone it down a little bit. How does that feel for you? No, that sounds awesome. You know, actually, that's great advice. I love how you said that, because you're correct. You know, I love him. He's my brother. And I admire him as a business person. He's He's, you know, I mean, he's built a real nice insider, so to speak. But this part of it is an issue. And I do like how you said, you know, to handle it. But to to say it in a way where I'm not making him feel like I'm putting him down, but I'm I'm allowing him to actually think about how he acted and hopefully, you know, look inside himself so that if a situation arises in the future, he will wait until he's calmed down before he addresses it. Super. The land learning, um, Tammy, just what's your top takeaway from our chat? Um, you know, I think the top takeaway is a, a couple things, actually. Number one, if, if you don't act out in anger, because that's not going to help anyone's situation. So give, you know, take time to think about it and then have that conversation. Um, think about what exactly you want to say practice how it's going to sound and make sure that you're not coming across as, you know, being, um, 
overbearing, domineering, or you're wrong and I'm right and this is, you know, you want everything to come out in a way that it's going to make the whole organization better. Awesome. That's nice. Please let me know how it goes and if I can be of more help, Tammy. Appreciate you joining me on Say It Skillfully and thanks for being part of the solution. Thank you so much, Molly. I really appreciate you taking my call. You're amazing and I love what you do and I just, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Our next caller now is Jared from Washington, D.C. Jared, delighted to have you on the show. Hey, how are you? Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm a government attorney, and I travel around the country to investigate federal crimes. My job requires me to work in partnership with local attorneys and investigators from different organizations. We're supposed to be working collaboratively to make sure that all of our investigations are fair and thorough. But we all come from different independent organizations, so no one is ever technically in charge. I've got one case where the team dynamics has been particularly difficult. There's one attorney on the team, let's just call him Al, who is particularly controlling and always tries to take charge of the case. He's often reluctant to take other people's opinions into account. I've been able to manage my own relationship with him, but I'm particularly concerned about his relationship with our lead investigator. Let's call her Betty. She's the only woman on our team, and she's about 13 years junior to both Al and myself. She's been marginalized by Al and regularly feels undermined by his actions. And as a result, I think he's keeping her from doing her best work. But if we're ever going to be successful, we need to more, utilize, more fully utilize her skills. I think the time has come for me to take on this issue with Al. So how can I say it skillfully? That's uh, a great scenario. I love it. So let me ask you, to what extent, on a scale of 1 to 10, Jared, to what extent does Al recognize that he's a controlling kind of person? 10 is he totally understands that's his tendency. 5 is like 50%. What would you say? Well, I've definitely called him out on it before, uh, so he's not unaware of it. But I think oftentimes he will get into a conversation and uh, just immediately take charge and, and maybe not necessarily realize he's doing it. Okay. So it might be, as a starting point, the whole idea of getting on the shared reality for sure but you can't solve for anything. People often jump to the task. What do we do? It's like, just let's make sure that he's fully understanding what he's doing and the impact. So that scale of one to 10 is not a bad way to put it out there. Say, you know, Al, I've been, you know, you're first acknowledging the good work he does and starting on a positive note. Right. Um, I've noticed something though, that I think really holds our whole team back. And I think it holds you back, right. Is now a good time to talk about it. Asking for permission just makes it so that the person doesn't feel they feel like they have some control. Maybe they're having a bad day. It's not a good time. Does that make sense? And then, sure. you know, th- that whole, um, you know, we've talked about it before. So it's you're revisiting it and just ask him on a scale of one to 10, you know, to what extent do you think you are? And then then have him share. And then you can share, hey, this is where I think you are. And then see where he's at. And then the next question, he might say, well, that's just how I am. I said, understand, and, I, and I'm not trying to change your, your inner personality. Let me ask you, what do you think the impact of that is on the team? What do you think it is on Betty? And your ability to help someone get in someone else's shoes is really key for them starting to appreciate how they might be moving space in a way that doesn't serve others and doesn't serve themselves. Right? So that kind of dialogue, you start to see where he's really at, and then... If he's not quite getting it, then you can be really clear. Let me tell you the impact. 
So I, here I am, want all of us to be our best. Because of that, I know I've talked to her. Betty isn't da-da-da-da-da. She's not being her best. That hurts us. So the driver for change, I found people have to realize that, God, I'm really part of the problem. And when you say, you know, Al, you know, there's so many great things you do, but this is an area and you really, it drags us down and see where he's at. How does that land for you? Yeah, I mean, I would love for him to recognize that he's part of the problem. Uh, I'm just, I'm not so convinced that, that he will take that mantle and run with it. So I think that, that that's great. And I think that's where you have to work it, right? So if he goes back and forth, say, so let's work this again, you know, go through it different ways. How, because people don't want to look bad and they don't want to do poor work and they don't want to, um, you know, not be a star, if you will. It's keeping them from being a hero. And so part of that is if he has this, well, this is my tendency, this is how I am. Say, so, hey, so let's ask this. Why, why, why do you think you do that? Because some of our, dis- all of our dysfunctional behaviors, I'll call them, and I have them, right, are, serve us in some way. And helping the person understand what is it about that? Is it a fear that people will think I'm not smart? Is it that I'm going to waste time? Like, what is it for someone? And helping be the mirror for your colleague. And so they can start to appreciate, what, wait a second, you know, the, how I'm viewing the world um, isn't how other people are seeing me. And give it a shot. And then to the folks who, when you have leader, the subordinates, you know, part of these are behaviors. And if behaviors on the team are you have to be able to collaborate and someone isn't collaborating, that then you move to the next level of this. Maybe this isn't a great fit for you. Maybe you need to be in a role where you're not collaborating with people. I'm not saying that's where you would go, Jared, but you could imagine, right? As a leader, you want to make sure you're fostering an environment that everyone can thrive. Great. Well, you can give it a, you so can give it a shot. Yeah, no, I will. What's your top takeaway from our chat? Well, I I think it's trying to figure out ways for for him to recognize the damage that he's causing on his own. Uh, Knowing knowing him, I don't think it's going to come easily. So I'm hoping I can probe and ask the right questions to cause him to be a little introspective. Uh, Oh, I love it. I um, am here for you. So reach back out if I can be of more help. I really appreciate you joining me on Say It Skillfully. And uh, thanks, Jared, for being part of the solution. Thank you, Molly. Uh, My pleasure, too. Thanks very much, uh, Molly. (laughs) Okay. Our next caller is Wendy from Chicago. Wendy, delightful to have you on the show. What situation, conversation may I help you with? Yeah, Molly, thanks for taking my call. Um, You know, I'm in a new role, and on some days as I'm learning about the organization, the business, the culture, the history, um, navigating through the politics, you know, I feel like there are some days where I know just enough to be dangerous. And I have, in just a couple of days, really big presentation. And while I'm always mindful of a, of the a little bit of a deficit that I'm at as far as the history and I'm working with people that have been here 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. And I want to make sure that in my presentation, I somehow manage that balance of showing up as an expert, not not um, maybe recognizing that I don't know what I don't know yet. I, I just, I need some help. I think, frankly, how do I say it skillfully so that I can really <laughs> kick that off and start on the right foot? 
I so appreciate this one. And, you know, I don't think there's anyone who's not been in a situation where they're just trying to walk that line. Right. And, and so yeah. what I'm hearing is, and you're, you're expert in your area, you got it. Um, you want to be confident, not arrogant. Right. And yep. yes. when you're new, you're, it's also tempting to be new and maybe lean back. And I think what I'm hearing you say is you want to lean in, right. And come oh, across yeah. and right. So um, I think the first yeah. thing is to ask yourself like, wow, what am I afraid of? It's just getting a good relationship with yourself and thinking about the downside, right? Am I, what am I worried about? And then on the flip side, how do I want to come across? And I say that not to be cheeky, but if you thought about three words, Wendy, after that meeting, and you ask people, you know, what are the three oh. words that come to mind, right? Just think about what those mm-hmm. words are. And do you have okay. a few that you know right now? How, how would, what words might you want people to use? Knowledgeable and approachable. Knowledgeable and approachable. Great. So when you, when you have, that's kind of, if you will think of it as a mini brand, then that gives you something to say, you know, all my words, right. And all my actions are going to telegraph that. So it gives you a little bit of a North star, right? Now, remember you're new to them, right? They're new to you, but you're new to them. So they're kind of like, how do we be with her? Right. So just sort of part of the reality, just reinforcing for folks as you know, you're you're so happy to be in this meeting. You're thrilled to have the opportunity. Genuine gratitude, genuine appreciation for being part of the team starts you on a really positive note, right? And and mm-hmm. say, you know, yeah. I, one of the reasons you probably joined is because of these people and their long tenure and everything that they know. And you know, let's be clear, I I get that I'm many decades, you know, behind in terms of the experience. So you're honoring their experience. You put that right out there, right? Yeah. And then you're so excited because. Wendy, you are bringing a complement of experience that you know is going to help them be even more fabulous, right? And so you kind mm-hmm. of have just yeah. laid the groundwork of how these jigsaw pieces fit together. And then as you go through your presentation, which, which will shine all your expertise, of course, right? But the getting started is, is really, the, I think, the, the biggest opportunity. Yeah. How does that sound? Yeah. No, Um. Yeah, it's interesting because, you, you know, you said, you know, what are three words that you would want them to afterwards, you know, use to describe you or that experience? And I hadn't thought about it that way before. But I think, to your point, that puts you in a different mindset. The focus is no longer on what if I mess up? What if I say something that isn't right? It's how do I continue to show up as the person that I believe I am and the person I want them to feel that they can reach out to. That's interesting. Yeah, that, that's so fabulous. That's great. That's a great epiphany. I feel a little like a light bulb went off for you. Uh, yeah. What's your top takeaway yeah. from our chat, Wendy? Yeah, I think that's it. I think, I think it's repositioning my mindset, which is great. oftentimes what I find myself needing. Um, the challenge though is always to see outside of myself. And so being able to talk with someone who knows how to say it skillfully when I'm so clearly saying, I'm not sure that I do. I think just going through the thought process, but also just looking at it from a different angle, position, perspective, which you you have provided. Thank you. Um, I think that's really going to make a difference. 
That's great. I just want to encourage that the answers were within. I asked a few questions, but you've got the answers within and give yourself credit for it. That's really nice. Wendy, let me know how it goes. I'm here for you if um, you want to follow up. I appreciate you joining me on Say It Skillfully, and thanks for being part of the solution. Thank you, Molly. We'll take a quick break now. You're listening to Say It Skillfully. I'm your host, Molly Chang, and I'll be back live with you shortly. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Our sponsor for this show is CEO Works, the value coaching company. CEO Works is an executive advisory education company that advances the work of human capital. I've partnered with them on client projects, certified as a value coach myself, and seen the impacts firsthand. They have a unique approach to creating value quickly through talent by identifying the most critical roles, designing the roles, then powering them up with the right incredible talent, their model coaches the ecosystem all around the talent to produce leaps in value. Their focus is not only on the talent, but also on the role-talent combination. The CEO Works team believes we can improve the world by improving business. I encourage you to find out more at ceoworks.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Say It Skillfully, featuring your host, Molly Chang. We invite you to join the conversation on LinkedIn and Twitter with the hashtag Say It Skillfully. Now back to your program. Our caller now is Pauline from Kansas. Pauline, great to have you on the show. What situation or conversation may I help you with? Hi, Molly. Um, Well, I have a situation with my supervisor where I've asked for feedback on how I handled a situation with a staff member. Um, During our conversation, he said that I did great, I did fine, and then he said that I should listen more, but yet he wouldn't have changed a thing. Um, When we've had these types of conversations, he kind of takes charge and in a way that we end up talking in circles, and I feel very confused in the end. How can I proceed in a way that's positive so that we both end with a shared understanding? Okay, so let me unpack that a little bit. So first you got some conflicting sort of input, correct? Yeah. And then it's, it sounds like um, it sounds like he's he, it's confusing. He talks in circles a bit. So is he a would you say he's a top talker? Does he just talk a lot? Absolutely. Okay. And is that something that you think he's well aware of? Yes. Okay, great. So I'm saying that because it seems like, and you're chuckling a little bit. So this is a little bit of lightness, right? So I can see how it might be a little frustrating. Is it something that frustrates you? I mean, how do you feel when this happens to you, Pauline? Um, I, I do feel like he's been a little distracted or that when we talk, maybe we both just aren't on the same wavelength. 
And so I've actually used one of your videos to address with him. Um, You had a video about my boss is always distracted. And so I had that conversation with him, and we've started having video chats when we have our one-on-ones by phone so that we can both watch each other and be more engaged. And so I feel like we're both actively engaged, but we're still somehow walking away from our conversations. And this situation in particular, where one of us is confused, and it's usually me. Okay, this is great. So I appreciate there's a familiarity and good connection there. So especially since you had uh, worked on this before the video, it's great to set it up as an actual focus of how you folks team together, right? And I think part of that is this appreciation for the chance to work with him and all that you've learned starting off very positively, right? And then the focus for you is, you know, I uh, think we've come a long way in how we're working. I think that we could be X percent better, like way better. Put put something that's your high dream. I really think we could be awesome. And I want, I know that you're um, really supportive of me and acknowledge the things that he does do for you, Pauline. And then say, and I want you to take this in, in, the positive sense that it is. Sometimes we, we we work together and gosh, I come out and I'm just like confused. I'm, I'm really, I'm genuinely confused and I don't want to be, and I know you don't want to be. So I'm sure there's got to be a way that we can work this through. So at least you're putting it out there and you're sharing your experience. You're not making him bad for that, but it's something that you're owning because it's really hard for you to do your job if you're confused. And by the way, no you know, manager wants to have people around them confused. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it gives you an on-ramp into that. And they can say, is it helpful if I give you an idea of the things that are con- that, that, that kind of I get confused from so that it's concrete for him? Because obviously he's not catching this on his own. So you start to connect the dots, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, if you can see if he's with you, right? And and then then it's, you know, what can I do that helps him to help you is, is also a way to say, I'm here to do whatever I can. What, what do we think needs to happen? Now, in your mind, between you and me, what do you think needs to happen for him so that you are not confused? You know, I think I really am just going to have to sit down and be a little more blunt um, so that I can really communicate with him about, here's some specific examples of when we had this conversation about me coaching an employee and I asked her feedback, you said, X, then Y, then Z, and I came out of that being confused. So maybe he's just not understanding that when he's saying it, that I'm getting two different messages from him. Right. So this is great because the I'm part of the problem, right? We're all part of the problem. Right at that moment, at that moment, you can say, I should have said to you right then and there, gosh, I'm not tracking, right? So it's just to say, I own that. I need to be much more upfront that I'm actually not following. And I can imagine you kind of feel a little bit bad, but you're like, I, I, I think I get it, right? And then afterwards you're like, I yeah. really don't get it, right? And so I want to encourage <laughs> yeah. you, right, not to feel bad. There's nothing wrong with you. It just it was communicated in a way that didn't make sense, but catch it at that time. Don't catch, see, in the, you, know, you know you don't understand that moment, right? It's not, like, it's not like you, so just be present with yourself. Say, hey, one minute, one minute, even if it's raising a hand a little bit. And stay at the point so that you don't kind of move forward and then, you know, that moment's gone. Does that make sense? Yes, it sure does. Okay, Pauline, that's a great scenario. What's your top takeaway from our chat? My top takeaway is that I am just going to be more purposeful in our conversations and I'm going to 
stop him in the moment and not let myself be afraid to, to stop him and have that conversation. That's awesome. Please let me know how it goes, right? I'm here for you if you need more help. I appreciate you joining me and say it skillfully. And, and thanks so much for being part of the solution. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Molly. Our next caller now is Michael from New York City. It's great to have you on the show, Michael. What situation or conversation may I help you with? Hi, Molly. Uh, thanks for having me, first of all. So um, the situation is that I consult clients on business operations, business processes, and cybersecurity. And what I typically do in the initial phase is that I interview clients to understand their process they, in, in a certain area. Now, one of my clients is a bit challenging. He keeps wandering off you know, into a level of detail that is just not quite needed at that point. And although I'm usually pretty good to direct clients to stick to the big picture, in this case, it's, it's really quite a piece of work. So what would be your recommendation to skillfully put the conversation back to the quote-unquote you know, golden thread, but avoid a, a situation at the same time where the client might think that I'm not taking all the details he wants to provide seriously? Okay. So I'm hearing you have someone who's really down in the weeds, Michael. And um, how long have you worked with this person? Um, over, on and off, depending on, on the area he wants to work on, um, let's say half a year now. So we know each okay. other pretty well, I, I would say. Okay. Okay. And um, have you talked about this before with him? I did. Um, you know, I, I tried to point out that uh, by bringing in too many details, uh, he creates too much confusion and he does not help to, to light, you know, to put light into that jungle we are sitting in uh, with, with processes being all over the place. And, and, and you know, the whole uh, the way they operate their business is a, is a little bit chaotic. And he acknowledges it, uh, but he keeps falling back into that pattern and, you know, use the sentences, sentences like, yeah, but so this level of detail you need to understand because that adds to the big picture. But from my experience, it actually doesn't. And at the same time, I don't want to come across as those typical consultants, you know, who come in, create a big whirlwind and then leave and, and nothing changes. Got it. So you've tried it before. It's not, it hasn't really taken hold um, so it sounds like you have an opportunity to be a little bit more upfront. So I'll just throw this out there. Um, you have a good relationship, right? And mm-hmm. first, as, as always, acknowledge the person, things that are going well, and what you appreciate with them and working with them. And then, you know, I think it is a bit about asking for permission because we've talked about this before, right? And say, look, okay, um, we're here to do the best thing that we can do. I think we're at a bit of a disconnect and I think it's really something that I want to work through with you and I'm happy to own my part of it as well. And, and just say, this is, we've talked about this, this diving into details, right, is really difficult for the team, helping him understand what's the impact, right? And, and then um, asking what is, why is he doing it? And just understanding that for him. Right. For some folks, knowledge is power. They want to prove that they're right. They're, you know, they're, they're, it's just a habit that they have that they share and they just can't stop. Right. So if you just get a little bit of understanding about where they are with that, you'll have a better sense of how this person feels about that uh, characteristics of themselves. Right. 
And then, I mean, I've worked with folks before who really, they, they really can't stop talking. I said, okay, subject, verb, subject, verb, really net it out. I want to be here to help you. I can tell that you want to address this because it holds us back, it holds you back. So how can you help them really net it out? And it might, you might have to be a little jokey. Like, I'm going to put my finger on my nose when you dive down into it, right? And, you know, it, it can be a light kind of thing because no one wants to be. And if other team members, other people, you know, say, this is how people feel and, and helping the person realize, gosh, you're not, you're not looking the way you want to look. And, oh, by the way, it's not serving the work the way you want to serve it. Generally, people don't want to be considered like the heel, right? Potentially, people don't want to well, change. That's a different thing. But I guess my question to you is, do you think that if you were pretty upfront, so look at, you know, kind of laughing, make a joke about it. Can we make a game of this? Because I know you want to work on this, but... You know, it hasn't been working. What can we do differently? Because obviously what's working, what's happening now isn't working. Yes. So yeah, he has a greater sense of humor, and, and I'm sure he would react very closely to what you just described. Um, it's just that he has this urge to throw in, you know, every, every piece, and at the same time, they, he is on, that, on, on his own track of how he operates the business, and he, he, doesn't, he, he somehow expects that I magically come in and, and help him clean up but not change anything. And it's, it's really changing, as you said, changing, changing his habit and pointing out that he's standing, uh, at least you know, to a certain extent, in, in his own way, also for the, for the whole enterprise, for the company. Yeah, that's great. I think that takeaway from you guys, what I'm hearing is lightness and that ability to use humor um, can be a real ally for us. That's great, Michael. Please let me know how it goes and if I can be of more help. I appreciate you joining me on Say It Skillfully and, and thanks so much for being part of the solution. Okay, great. Thanks, thanks, Molly. Great advice. <laughs> Our caller now is Mark from Wilmington, Delaware. Fantastic, Mark, to have you on the show. What uh, situation or conversation might I help you with? Hey, Molly, so hopefully you can hear me. I'm in a car, but uh, definitely uh, was looking for uh, some advice with an issue with a, a very important community board that I'm on that has a lot of um, business leaders uh, from throughout the community. It's a very important organization, and um, we're in the process of making uh, that to take a vote in two nights um, at the next board meeting to select the next leader of the organization. So we've had three uh, candidates that were finalists that came in, met people within the organization. It was a very clear winner. Uh, it was also the choice of the um, search committee. But there's a rogue group of three board members who are very influential in the community that um, always seem to have a different agenda that uh, is not necessarily consistent with the agenda of the organization. And they do a lot of, uh, they have been gossiping about the lead candidate and uh, um, saying things that uh, are patently untrue about the person. So it's a very, very uncomfortable situation. And a lot of the other board members have been contacted by these people and they're not sure which way to vote. 
but it's very, very clear from the feedback from the community and even the people who aren't sure, you know, they're getting intimidated about this, uh, how they should vote. So I, I, I'm not sure of any other way to handle it, but I, the only person I could think of who could really say it skillfully and give me that advice is you. But I think it's going to need to be raised in the board meeting, and we're going to need to expose, you know, the um, the untrue parts that this these group uh, this group is putting forward. So, what are your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, Mark, that's a very sophisticated situation, and one I think a lot of folks could appreciate because you've got what it sounds to me a bit of gamesmanship. People have an agenda. But one faction wants to win, right? Um, understandable. Mm-hmm. So the and I can hear you want to do what's really right for the organization. And I think to the extent that you can create transparency, like we said, transparency is really our friend. And to have a full board conversation that just really lays out facts that are indisputable. So, and, and part of this, if people are being approached and say something, what's going on is there's a faction of people who have been reaching out to board members and saying these things. Now there's no judgment there. You're not saying that's good or bad or right or wrong, but you're just putting it out there. Like, right. Oh, don't think yeah. you're going to get away with me not saying that. Right. And so you start to highlight at a top level, we're on this board we're here to serve the best interests of the organization and however many constituents you have, and you're taking the absolute highest road. The expectation for everyone on this board is to be behaving in a way that supports the whole. Understand there's different agendas. I think it's important that we bubble up different agendas so we can see how perhaps maybe we can solve for both. But you appear courageous, not afraid like, to put it out there. That's a very different message than most people will ever put out, Mark. So I think that that, that ability to really lead from the front sends a message, don't be trying to finagle. And then as you go through, call out without making anyone bad or wrong or pointing fingers. So um, it was said that so-and-so did such a, such, such a, the, the things that were not true, just highlight which is not true. And here's what is true. This is what's not true. This is what is true. Very objectively, very patiently, very, you're, you're, you could do this all day. Yeah. No, nothing emotional for you. You love everyone. Right. And say, I just want this to be the picture here and then, then open it up and say, I'd like to open up and I'd like to hear from every single person. Do you have questions? Do you have thoughts? Do you have comments and create equality because the highest performing teams equal sound bites from all the folks who um, are participating. How does that sound? Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, one other uh, quick uh, related question is, I, I, you know, based on, you know, your the, the advice you gave me, I think that's very, very helpful in how I'm going to approach, how, how I'm going to approach uh, how I say it uh, in the meeting. But, uh, what are your thoughts on, there's some other younger board members who, you know, they're earlier in their career and they're, I think, concerned, you know, about uh, maybe, you know, they know which way that is the right way to vote for the organization um, because they, they've told me, they've told the chairman, but I think they're a little worried about 
you know, maybe some community backlash from these people. How do you encourage somebody to, you know, be courageous and do the right thing? Yeah, Mark, I heard the audio is a little tough for me to hear, but it sounds like there's some younger board members and they're seeing this dynamic and they're a bit uncomfortable with it. Can you help me yeah. with um, what is just, just clarify a little bit for me if I heard that right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, that is correct. So they're younger board members. And I think they know that the right thing to do is to vote for the lead candidate. But they're a little concerned about backlash because these three other board members that have a separate agenda, they are a little worried about what their opinion will be of them. So the question is, how do you encourage someone to stand up, whether in this kind of role, to do what's right? Yeah. Okay. I guess that. So this, I'll categorize this as the bit of the retribution and backlash for doing the right thing. Um, so I, the ability to, to talk to folks, yes. So to, to be able to have the conversation. And I think because there's a number of them to have it as a group conversation and to say, you know, we're looking to the younger folks here as we pass the baton, right? So your voice is very important. Um, and your view is very important, and you are someone who helps create the culture for the board, right? So help them appreciate how valuable that they are, right? And so then you can kind of bubble up and have them share, you know, what are you thinking, and then and have them vocalize, well, I'm worried, okay, what are you worried about? And, and really let that be out in the open, because you want to have, if you will, the low dream, the worst fear out there to work with it and said, so what would help you and ask them, what would help you to feel like this was, you could do the right thing. Uh, Well, if someone would tell that other board member, blah, blah, blah. Right. So help them co-create the solution with you. And, and again, as a group, not as an individual, so they feel like there's some power there and that they realize that that is also their responsibility. It's not, we're not asking you if you want to, your responsibility is to do what you believe is the right thing and that if the culture doesn't support that, we need to work with you on that. Um, and I think that taking the high road and feeling like I can take the high road and I need to take a high road. Sometimes people, Mark, really just need to be encouraged and, and, and know that in your senior position, you'll watch their back. Great. Thanks, Mark. That's a wrap for our show today. Please reflect on your top takeaways and know that I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality. Homelessness is a problem that's more costly to ignore than solve. The U.S. spends $12 billion a year responding, but resources alone aren't enough. I'd like you to know there are cities and counties proving what does work. Partnering with Community Solutions, a nonprofit I'm on the board of, more than 80 communities around the country are succeeding in ending homelessness, beginning with chronic and veteran homelessness. They convene local leaders around data and are changing how they work and spend their resources. So homelessness becomes rare. More than half have already reduced the number of people experiencing chronic and veteran homelessness with commitment to get to zero. What can you do? Visit www.built40.org and see whether your community is engaged. Contact your mayor and ask, do you know the number of people experiencing homelessness in real time? Do you know every homeless person by name? What are you doing to drive measurable reductions in homelessness? 
please challenge the fiction that says homelessness is an intractable problem. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, for more ways to say it skillfully. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter, and please be part of the solution and kindly tell others about this program so they can say it skillfully too.